All right, you've done it. Step one, you hit play on this episode. Now, nope, nope, not yet. Stop. I know you're already trying to switch apps. Wait, what you're are you talking your about? Email. You're, you're nope, scrolling no, down I'm on not. the notification window. You're, you're already on there, Facebook. There's something there. You're, there's a little badge. Are you posting a story right now? It says now? there's two things. I, I'm just trying to get the <laughs> lighting on, right. Man. <laughs> I'm on take Today. 10. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about social media still looks today, the same. And, and so many times people are just, they're scrolling mindlessly, they're constantly looking for that little fix. And, and at the end of the day, when you look at your screen time, you're just ashamed. You're, you're ashamed of where you've been, <laughs> and you know, you got to do better. Uh, but today, we're, we're kind of investigating some of the claims that social media makes, right? These claims to help us build yeah. more meaningful relationships, or to be more authentic, or, uh, you know, even sometimes when we talk about social media in the church, we talk about how it can be a tool to help us grow in our faith or to, to reach people. And so we're asking ourselves if these are things that we're meant to do as Christians, if we're meant to be closer to others, if we're meant to be growing in our faith and, and be evangelizing and reaching the world and to be building meaningful relationships, like is social media helping us or hurting us? Is it getting us you know, there in some ways or is it holding us back in other ways? And, and we're kind of investigating those claims in this episode. Uh, stick around and you know, we hope you'll learn something. You're listening to The Youth Room, a podcast from UPCI Youth Ministries for students and young adults. Every month, Daniel and Jordan hang out and talk about things relevant to you as an apostolic young person. If you like what you hear, please consider following and subscribing to the show. P.S. We want your feedback. Visit anchor.fm slash theyouthroomym to connect with us on social media and send us a voice message if you have a question or topic that we should address in the future. Well, welcome to another episode of The Youth Room. We are your hosts uh, Daniel and Jordan. And in this episode, we're talking about the elephant uh, in the room. Not really in the room, know. though. Is that a good... Uh... It's not... Uh, there's no room unless you're wearing a VR headset, you know, and then maybe it could be a room, I ah. guess. But uh, you got to be careful to... what you say. Yeah, yeah. You got to pay big dollars for you those. You don't want I to offend... <laughs> <laughs> and you don't want to offend the powers that be by calling them an elephant. You know, they, they might pick up on that. And then your feed is just full of elephants. Oh, uh, man. You ever get trapped in the algorithm? That's the worst. Oh, it's they know too much. <laughs> uh, and in, in case you don't know what we're talking about, we are not talking about God who is all knowing and, and, you know, knows uh, who you are and where you've been and what what you're uh, talking about. Like, we're not talking about God, but we are, in fact, talking about social media, uh, whether that's, you know, TikTok or Snapchat or Facebook or Instagram or whatever the next thing is. I'm sure in a little while we'll be dating ourselves with those references. But yep. uh, in this episode, we want to talk about social media and is social media good for us? What kind of impact does it have on our faith and what role should it play in our lives? And so we're just going to kind of dive right in. Um, social media is is kind of everywhere, isn't it, Jordan? Oh, absolutely. Like, I think no matter where you turn, there's either, you know, someone around you who's on their phone right now and they're scrolling social media. Maybe as you're listening to this, you are also scrolling social media. Oops, caught you. Um, or... <laughs> Even in like commercials or billboards uh, on the radio, like everyone's advertising, follow us on this, follow us on that, like, subscribe, comment, like social media is just, everybody's doing it. Companies are paying a lot of money to advertise on social media. They're trying to grow their followings and everyone wants to be an influencer. Like, I don't, I don't know, you're a teacher, Dan, and you probably hear what kids want to be when they grow up. I bet now more than ever, you're hearing <laughs> things like YouTuber and influencer yeah. and like terms that when I was in school, when I was, you know, the age of your students, nobody even had that on their mm -hmm. radar at all. Like zero. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it is definitely a huge part of our culture and it, it's weird not to be on social media. Like if you're listening to this and you know, you have a, a device and you know, you've got your podcast app and, and you found us, um, but you don't have Facebook or you don't have Instagram or, you know, you don't have these things. 
that that almost is a stigma in and of itself. Like when you tell right. people like, uh, you know, I, I'm not on Facebook or you can't message me there. Like you got to send me a text. Then they don't really know what to do with that because it's so <laughs> much ingrained uh, into our everyday lives. And so as young people, right, who are trying to live for God today, we have to think about how we use social media and the place that it has in our lives. And so in this episode, we're going to think critically about social media use. And we have some questions that we're going to kind of pose and you can think through your own answers. And we're going to work through the questions uh, as well and share some of our thoughts. But we just want you to think about kind of how you uh, would answer them and, and what your answers would be. And I think that's kind of telling as to you know where you're at in your relationship with social media and how social media is impacting your life and your walk with God. And so our first question is, does social media help me feel more content? Does social media help me feel more content? Um, the more we question. compare ourselves to things, oh, it's so good, isn't it? Well, the reason I think that is like, usually when people want to spend some time on social media, it's because they're trying to like relax. They've got some free time or some downtime or they're like stressed and they want to just unwind. And so the idea there is like, this should make me feel better. This should make me feel good. Or this should, you know, be a positive experience. I think that's what people kind of go into it a lot of times thinking that they're going to be more content. Yeah, they're looking for it to add value um, yeah. to their lives. But we know that the more we compare ourselves, you know, amongst ourselves or to other people or to other standards, the less satisfied we are. So the more we look outside of ourselves at, at other people and what they have going on and, and less at our own situation and, you know, like kind of trying to focus on the positives, we become less satisfied, even if our lives are pretty good. Um, mm. And studies kind of show that viewing social media often leaves us feeling depressed and it can feel us, uh, it can leave us feeling, you know, not very good about ourselves because we don't yeah compare favorably to the people that we're, we're seeing. There's a really interesting study that looks at the introduction of smart smartphones and culture. And they, they looked at America first and then um, moved into other cultures to see like when uh, a certain majority of people in that region within a certain demographic, I think like 80% had smartphones. And they saw that once it reached kind of that point where the majority of people had smartphones, you start to see a rise in, you know, social anxiety and, um, you know, depression and all of these, these things. And, and, you know, what is the the cause of it? Or, you know, what um, can we make a correlation to? And the only thing really that they could find that that sparked that is this introduction of, um, you know, not necessarily social media, but of, you know, devices that allow us to access social media wherever we are. And so the Bible has a little bit to say about this idea of contentment. And we can read these and think about how the Bible helps us interpret, you know, these feelings that we're having when we're on social media. So Philippians chapter four, verse 12 to 13, this is Paul writing and he says, I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I know I've had a little and I've had a lot. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want, I can do all this through him who gives me strength. So Paul says like that he learned how to be content, that he knew what it meant to be content, regardless of what he had. Uh, and again, he's focusing really primarily on his own situation and not necessarily what other people have, that they might have more of what uh, he does. He's, he's not stacking himself up against other people. He's just saying, no matter what my situation was, I learned how to be content. And I did it through Christ who gave me strength. And in those situations, he wasn't looking at, oh, this person has that. And, you know, I wish I had that. Instead, he looked to Christ and said that, in having Christ doesn't matter what I have in terms of worldly possessions. And so we think about that when we're triggered to evaluate our own lives. Does it cause us to look to Christ and what we have in him, the great richness of the blessings that God gives us, or do we, we go outside of that and we look towards other things? Yeah. And thinking back to like that idea of, you know, looking for contentment or looking for satisfaction in it, and you're almost left feeling empty and less satisfied and, and longing for more than you were or than you had. And another verse, second Corinthians 10, 12, it says, we do not dare to classify or compare ourselves with some who commend themselves when they measure themselves 
by themselves and compare themselves with themselves, they are not wise. And here it's just kind of echoing what we were, what we were hearing earlier and what we've been saying is there's a lack of satisfaction when we compare ourselves with those around us. There's a, there's something to be said against that. And, and I think even Jesus himself calls this out, this idea of comparing yourselves among yourselves and, you know, that people that do that are just, they're foolish. They're not wise. And it, when we compare that to the whole of scripture, we can see why, because it just leaves us lacking. We start to judge, we start to covet and we know, you know, these things are sinful. And so the comparison, while the comparison in and of itself might not be sinful, it leads you down that path towards sin, right? To where it's driving a wedge between you and those around you, people that you're supposed to love, people that you're supposed to, you know, care for and show grace and, and be trying to draw near to and build relationships. And that kind of leads us into uh, the next question, which, you know, Dan, you said that in those studies, it was like, smartphone usage was what correlated with some of these negative um, trends in society. But when you look at what people use smartphones for, it's usually to, aside from make phone calls and, you know, use Google Maps, it's to download apps and engage with whatever content might be found on those apps. And the most downloaded apps, and whether it's, you know, the Google Play Store, if you're a loser like me and you've got an Android phone, or if it's the Apple App Store, you know, and you're, uh, one of the cool kids like Daniel, then the most downloaded apps, regardless <laughs> of platform, are typically social media apps. Facebook being one of them, Instagram another one, and you know there's always others that are coming up and trending. But those are the two titans. And oftentimes these social media companies they're claiming to help you build relationships and to connect with people in a meaningful way. But does social media actually help me build meaningful relationships? What do you think, Dan? Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a big question, because like you said, that's at the heart of what social media is, right? It's not just meant to be entertainment, although with reels and all these kinds of things, we, we have more access to strangers on these social media platforms than we did before. Um, but at the heart of it, really, kind of when it was growing and when it was first introduced, it was about you could learn, you know, things about the people uh, who you knew about their lives, right? Like that they could just post and, and share things and you would know what they had for breakfast and what they had for lunch <laughs> and what they had for dinner and what they had for a bedtime snack. Um, but it would lead to this like deeper relationship, this deeper connection. And um, really what we're seeing is is it's kind of not doing that. Um, that the more we interact online and digital platforms, the more we start to crave or long for face-to-face connections where we're in the yep. same place at the same time uh, with people. And you might be listening to this and you're like, no, that's not me. You know, that's scary. And uh, <laughs> I don't want that. And, and all those kinds of things. Like, like maybe, maybe you feel that way sometimes, but at the end of the day, like we do need connections with people. And there's just something that um, is lost and can't be replicated when you're not actually in the same place as someone. Because when you're not, when you're not physically with people and you're just kind of separated by this, you you're in control of that relationship. It's a very kind of selfish, one-sided uh, way where even like right now, like I could just turn this off and we'd be done with the conversation. And there's little that you could do uh, about that, right? As much as you'd call me and try and get me back on the uh, on the call as we record this you know, podcast, like I could just ignore you. It, yeah. It's way harder to do that in Ghosted. person. You have to be a little bit more giving. <laughs> exactly. Um, you, you just have to be a little bit more giving of yourself and, and it helps you really see people as, as people and to treat them as people and not just something that, um, you know, is meant to satisfy your needs or, or to help you get what you want out of the relationship where it's convenience based. Instead, it's really about the connection and the person and caring about the person. And so I would say that now we're probably more connected than we've ever been, but at the same time, people are feeling lonelier than ever because they only have these kind of superficial uh, surface level interactions online and they have fewer close meaningful intimate deep um relationships and yeah, the bible and talks really, about uh, <laughs> sorry building meaningful relationships no worries it, it, the bible talks about building meaningful relationships but before we get to that is there something you wanted to throw in there jordan yeah it was just like kind of where you were headed just thinking like 
we are meant to build meaningful relationships. Like you were saying, maybe you feel like you don't want to be around people like that's scary. Regardless, I think whether you're introverted, extroverted, or whatever you feel about, um, you know, being in a group or in a, an environment like that as human beings, as those that God has created, he's designed us in a way where we're meant to connect with others in person and in meaningful ways and to have those uh, deep relationships. And we can get into some of the scriptures that, uh, that we had here in our notes, uh, if you want to go ahead with that. Yeah. So Romans chapter 12, verse 15 says, rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. And you just think about that, right? A, A graduation, a celebration, something exciting. You know, do you want people just joining kind of on a live stream and, you know, giving you a thumbs up or a like, or do you want them, you know, in the room, right? Your close family, you want them to be rejoicing with you or, you know, when you're mourning and, you know, maybe there's been a loss in your family, you know, do you want people just to comment on your, your status update on, on Facebook? Or do you want people to come alongside you? You know, do you want the minister to be there and, and to pray with you? And, you know, just, just people to be in the, the same place with you. And it just shows, again, that human connection, right? That when in those positive moments, when people are there, or when in those dark and, you know, sad moments, when people are there, it just helps us feel more like, we are a family or we're close, like the body of believers that we're supposed to be, as opposed to keeping everything at arm's length. And my greatest accomplishments aren't shared with people or my, you know, darkest, uh, you know, days again are not shared with people. And you're going through these, these peaks and these valleys um, alone. That's not what we're meant to do. We're meant to live this life together with other believers. Yeah, for sure. I think like what you're saying about celebrating the good times and, you know, encouraging one another in the tough times. Like when I think back of the experiences I've had where someone's encouraged me or where someone's celebrated with me or where someone's, you know, pulled me aside in a difficult time and, and you know, just shared something to to strengthen me. I don't remember the DMs. I don't remember the comments on like a cool picture that I posted or or the number of likes that I got. When I think back to those whoa, times. Whoa, whoa, whoa. When did you post that. a cool picture? <laughs> Just you must kidding. have missed it. You, I deleted it right after. I, I deleted it right after. It was just a story. You you didn't see it. <laughs> uh, no, but I don't. Maybe that's why I don't remember them because they never happened. But <laughs> but uh, no, like I remember those those moments in person, those real connections where you know words were shared face to face, and and those meant so much more, right? Regardless of you know, the other times and how it felt in the moment. And wow, like I got over a hundred likes on an Instagram post and okay. I know these, the kids are listening and they're like, man, a thousand's the number nowadays. A thousand's the number like <laughs> back in my day. A okay? hundred. You're not even trying. Back <laughs> yeah, in my but, day. but I don't like Inflation. that doesn't stand out to me. Right. As something that, that really meant anything or it's not something that I could think back and tell you like, what that post was or or why it mattered. Whereas I can recall specific experiences and the names of people. And, and, you know, in some cases, even the words that they said to me that just meant so much to, to rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. Like there's something about being face to face. Yeah. And just to add on to that, Hebrew says, let us consider how we may stir one another on toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching, just really stressing the idea that we are, we are meant to gather together. We're supposed to be together. That's where we can encourage one another more and more as we see the, the, the coming of Christ, you know, looming closer and closer. We really need these authentic connections, these, these uh, meaningful relationships to help us in our walk with God. And just one last scripture, Proverbs twenty-seven seventeen probably don't know the reference, but you'll know the verse as iron sharpens iron. So one person sharpens another that when we are together, you know, not just through social media, that that's not the best way to build meaningful relationships. It's a great way to stay in contact and and to maintain connection with people, but it's not the best way to build meaningful, you know, relationships where we're sharing life with other people. But when we gather together, we are able to 
sharpen one another and encourage one another and rejoice with one another and do all these things that, you know, all those one another commands, uh, they're meant to be carried out in person, you know, one to one or, you know, as a body unto a, a part of the body. We do that not digitally, but we do that by physically being in the same place at the same time. And that's how we grow closer and closer uh, together. So that was question two, you know, does social media help me build meaningful relationships? And just to put these questions in perspective, if it's not the main thing helping that, then we shouldn't be looking for it to do that, right? It, it shouldn't right. be, okay, I can replace this interaction with this person because it's easier on Facebook or I sent them a message, you know, and, and that replaces it. That's not, that's what we're trying to kind of get away from and saying that, yes, these tools help, but they shouldn't replace these other things we need to maintain the the real world connection with people which leads us to the third question does social media help me be real and authentic this one uh, like i feel like uh, gotcha you know trick question like no way <laughs> <laughs> um and i think people know that because there was that uh that yeah. trending app. I don't even know if people are still using it. I've never, I don't even know what it looks like. I've never used it. I've just heard people tell stories about this thing called be real where you're supposed to like, you get a yeah. notification and you have to like, I think you have to do it right away, like in the moment. And it takes a picture of what's in front of you and then like a selfie as well. And the idea is this is the authentic social media, right? Because everything else is just, yeah. it's filtered, it's edited, it's uh, controlled and contrived. Whereas, uh, you know, on our app, the mm -hmm. new app that everyone's supposed to use, you're going to be real. Um, and so I, I think we get the fact that there's this um, superficial nature to social media and to what we see on there. Yeah, there's a layer of a filter between what's actually going on in my life and what I am sharing publicly, right? You're, you have that ability to edit and control your image and um, you don't have that. There's no kind of filter <laughs> when, uh, when you are just with people or, or, you know, you're driving in the car together or you're gathered somewhere, like you don't have that, that option to, you know, change things on the fly or, or take things back or be like, Oh, you know, I, I didn't mean to put that out there. Let me just delete it like that those options don't exist. And so um, for us to, to know one another, you know, really and authentically, we need to move away from, from the filtered and controlled and, um, you know, edited part of our lives. And so, you know, we often compromise and we don't put our true selves out there because we want the affirmation. Like you said, the thousands of likes on our cool <laughs> picture, right? We're, yeah. we're changing things or we're trying to look cooler because the affirmation feels good. And when people look to us and, you know, they admire the life that we're living or pretending to live, like it feels good and it makes us um, feel better about ourselves. And we're feeling kind of that void that really God is, is supposed to fill where we're to be content with who God has made us and what God is doing in our life and what God has blessed us with. And we're to desire more of him, not more, you know, worldly accolades or affirmation. Um, and so the Bible speaks to this. And really that's, you know, we're trying to use these questions to help us think about social media and then bring it back to what the Bible says about these topics. But John chapter 12 says, yet at the same time, many, even among the leaders believed in him, but because of the Pharisees, they would not openly acknowledge their faith for fear that would be put out of the synagogue for they loved human praise more than praise from God. <laughs> You just think about that in terms of social media. They would not openly acknowledge their yeah. faith for fear they would be put out of the synagogue, right? That they wouldn't be able to go into this place that, um, you know, people would turn away from them or turn them aside if they were open about what they believed and how they lived. And the reason they were doing that is they loved human praise more than praise from God. And so when social media is a dominant driving force in your life, and you're thinking about, you know, how's this picture going to look or how are people going to respond to this experience I'm having right now? You're putting more of what you're chasing after on other people and how it makes you feel than on, does this glorify God? Is this the life that God wants me to live? Yeah, I, I think so often we're striving for that affirmation. We're striving for that attention. And, and 
when we talked earlier about contentment, like that's the flip side, right? Not just browsing social media, but posting on social media, expecting that that Mm -hmm. action is going to bring us more contentment, more satisfaction, not just the scroll, but, you know, taking the time to, to put something out there into the world through social media. We're, we're trying to, um, seek that, that affirmation and that positive feeling, that attention that, that just, you know, it's not, it's not a real connection and Instagram and Facebook, they've played around with, you know, trying to, do we hide the number of likes? Do we do this? Do we do that to try to, you know, make people feel better about their experiences on social media? Because even they've recognized, like, it's not, it's not measuring up to our expectations, right? We, we Hmm. want that connection and we want that affirmation, but the only, the only place where we're really going to find that is, is when, we're in an environment where we are real with people and where they see our strengths and they appreciate them for what they are because they, they've also seen us in our weaker moments. Right. And so they see that contrast and they, they can appreciate what we've been through and, and where we're at and how far we've come. And, and it means so much more in those moments. And I think that's why in some ways the, the attention that we do get on social media, if that's, you know, the route we go to try to find that and to seek that it never measures up because even we know that what people are liking, what they're commenting on, what they're appreciating isn't realistic, right? We know that we spent 15 minutes arranging that table spread so that it looked perfect. And the avocado toast had the right amount of cilantro and, and balsamic vinegar on it, you know, to get those ratios and the colors and the filters and everything was just perfect. And so when people really are like, wow, like look at her feed or wow, look at that post. Like it, it doesn't even mean anything to us anymore because we know that it's so contrived Mm -hmm. and so, so fake. Right. Yeah. And it just reminds me, um, you know, Jesus, when he was talking to the Pharisees, he talked to them about, you know, he, he said, you clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but inside you're full of greed and self-indulgence and he said you're blind right blind pharisee first clean the inside of the cup and then the outside will also be clean and so when we're thinking externally about how other what people are going to see and how they're going to you know perceive when they went to choose david it said that you know uh man looks on the outside but god looks on the heart right if if we're about god then we're going to focus on the inside first but social media is not saying you know you need to be a better person you need to spend more time working on yourself you know you need to you know it's not saying those things it's saying you need to look good and you need to have this stuff and you need to do these things and that is affirmed by the likes that you get um paul kind of said it this way and i think it's so powerful how he said it he said am i now trying to win the approval of human beings or of god or am i trying to please people if i were still trying to please people i would not be a servant of Christ. And I think that is, you know, if I were still trying to please people, if I'm still trying to please people to get them to like me, to get them to affirm my life, then I would not be, or I am not a servant of Christ. Because at the Mm. end of the day, if you're living for God, if you're a servant of Christ, then it's about pleasing him. He is the master. Wow. You know, we want him to say, well done, thou good and faithful servant. And he's not going to say your post looked really good. He's going to say you cleaned up your heart and you you cleaned up your life and you lived a, a righteous and a good life. And he doesn't care about the car. He doesn't care about all that stuff. He cares about who we're becoming and whether or not we're becoming more like him. And so, you know, social media can add that validation. It can add that affirmation. It can cause us to chase a life that, you know, God doesn't want us to live. And I'm not saying it does that for everybody, but we really constantly have to push ourselves to say, you know, who am I doing this for? Or why am I doing this? Is it for God? Is it for me? Is it what I get from other people? Or is it what I'm doing for God? 100%. So the that kind of leads us to our fourth question. And that is, does social media make me more compassionate toward others? Yeah, it's it, it's a good question, I think, because you know, we talk about like armchair activism, activism, and maybe you've never heard that before, but it basically means that, you know, <laughs> activism is doing something. It, it, it's going out and protesting the system and, and wanting things to change. And it, it, that's doing something. But armchair activism 
is like, you know, being an armchair quarterback where you watch the football game and you're like, oh, they should run that play or you know, I would have done this differently or you're cheering them on, but you're not in the game. You're not, you're not doing anything. You're just watching from the sidelines. Uh, and so social media kind of gave this rise to being able to support causes and, you know, like pages of, of all these different things, but then not really actually do anything just just feel good just have them kind of be added to your profile added to your identity like look i'm a good person i like this cause and and i support this mission and really you're you're just liking posts and following pages uh and you're not really doing anything And, and so social media i think it can leave us desensitized in a way where we we see everything kind of we see what's being done about it and and we see what's going on in the the world and so we're aware of so much that so little of it actually moves us to take action. So yeah. little of it like actually touches our heart. Uh, and so it can become difficult for us to care because, you know, that cause is just like that cause, which is just like that cause. And oh, you know, that 100%. earthquake that hit that city is just like the tsunami that was in that country the other day. And so we just become uh, almost numb to the fact that there are these needs and we become comfortable not doing anything about it. You know, it's just news updates as opposed to things that prompt us to action. Well, I think that there's like the, the bystander effect, right? And they talk about this in situations of crisis, even in person where like something happens in a crowd and everyone around say someone passes out and and they're not responsive and everyone around is just kind of looking at everyone else. Like, Oh, you saw that too. Like, wow, this is crazy. And nobody's really doing anything about it. And when you take that you know natural flaw of human behavior and you you expand on it in a, a the context of social media i think it's multiplied where now we just it's like you said we see what's going on in the world and we just kind of we're bystanders we're just spectators we're just passively you know watching these things happen and not really doing anything about it and we just figure oh like you know, this is happening, someone will do something about it, or, or I'm sure there will be a group that will focus on this. And we, we just kind of follow the story, we don't really get involved, we don't do anything about it. But, you know, absent of these mass uh, media campaigns, if this was something that you stumbled across through your own research, or this was, uh, you know, a topic of interest, and you're, you're digging into it, you're learning more and more, and you discover something horrible is going on on the other side of the world, I could imagine you'd be so much more likely to engage with that and to try to figure out what can I do personally to to make a difference here. Whereas when we just scroll and we see these posts, we just assume that, you know, someone else is, is helping out with that. And, you know, maybe we'll just share, we'll just spread the word, but not really, uh, you know, uh, put any action behind it. It's so easy to just be bystanders. But as Christians, we're called to so much more and, and we have to question you know, if we're doing everything we can to show God's light and, and God's love in the world, if, if we're just letting things pass by and not not being motivated, not being stirred to do something about it. Galatians 6, 2, it, it talks about carrying each other's burdens and in so doing, fulfilling the law of Christ, that taking action to support each other. And this is in the context of the church, especially, right? So when other believers around us are being persecuted or they're really struggling, there's a circumstance in their life, they're without, if, you know, maybe it's a financial need. If we're not stepping up to the plate to do something about that, then how are we, we're not even fulfilling the law of Christ or Colossians 3.12. It says, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved clothe yourselves with compassion kindness humility gentleness and patience and these aren't just internal traits these are these are things that affect our interactions with other people that there's a back and forth there to be compassionate to to be kind to show humility and gentleness you can't just be internally gentle like that that's between you and someone else right so when you see where they're at and you see what they're going through to be gentle towards them there's an interaction there more than just you know sharing a post or or following a story yeah no for sure and it I mean, it to me, this stuff always comes back to James, where he talks about faith and works. And he, he gives this example of uh, like a brother or sister who doesn't have clothes or, you know, doesn't have their daily food. And he says, you know, if any of you says to them, you know, go in peace, uh, keep warm and be well fed, 
but you don't do anything. <laughs> uh, what good is that? Right. It, yeah. It's like, just, Oh, you're cold. Like, uh, go be warm and you're hungry. Go be not hungry anymore. Like the words mean so little. Uh, in fact, it's insulting in a way, especially if you have right. the means to, to meet their need. Uh, and so he says, you know, kind of what good is it? In the same way, faith by itself is not accompanied by action. Uh, it's dead. And so if we believe these things, if, if Christ is in us, and like you said, I think you read from Colossians, right, where yeah, uh, we clothe ourselves with compassion and kindness. Like if those things are in us, but we don't act in a kind way or we don't act with compassion, like you always say all the time, actually, about the, the scripture where Jesus was moved with compassion. Um, and then he acted as a result of yeah. that, right? It, the that's what's supposed to happen, right? Compassion and kindness. Like they're not feelings. They're, they're acts that we do. They're, they're verbs. Um, and so in this way, what we're getting at is kind of with social media, it can inform us about things, but it, it doesn't take away the need to actually step up and help in different areas and to show this compassion to people um, who are around us or that we can actually do something to help and share the love of Jesus with. We were created uh, not to be liked, but to show love. That's what God wants us to do, to show the love to others that he has shown us. For sure. Would you rather, Jordan, would you rather get a like, someone just likes something that you've done, or have someone actually offer to help you? You're like, you know, I ran out of gas, I'm on the side of the road, <laughs> and you're posting from Facebook, and you're like, hey guys, here's where I am, I'm going to drop a pin to my location, uh, I just ran out of gas, and I, I'm just, I'm just, I need someone to help me out. Would you, know, you rather one, one someone like on see that, that you know, come and bring you gas? Or... For me. But if I got like 10 or 15 likes, um, then maybe. <laughs> You'd be okay, eh? Maybe I'd be all right. <laughs> oh. Yeah, like it when you just put it in perspective like that, it's just like, it's so silly, right? You're like, no, I, I need gas in my car so that, yeah. so that I can get home. Like, stop liking this post and get in your and car. And to your point, like uh, that's not where me. people go when they're in actual trouble, right? Like, like when I yeah. run out of gas on the yeah. side of the road, I don't go to Facebook. I don't go to Instagram because <laughs> I'm not, like, that's not where real connection happens that's not where real help is found right. right and so like yeah we we lean on these things in the day-to-day -day because we have this yeah. like false sense of security or this false sense that we're gonna get something out of it but it's all a sham <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's all a sham. Uh, all right, we're gonna we got kind of one last question. I think we'll group these two together, uh, and that is really just you know, does social media does it help our faith? Does it you know help us in our walk with God? Does it is it one of those things that like you know first thing in the morning when I wake up does you know going to Facebook or Instagram or YouTube is that helping me grow in my walk with God? Is it helping me put you know Jesus first? Um, and like all the other questions, it's kind of rhetorical. And uh, the answer is is kind of no. Um, can it strengthen your faith? Yes. Uh, can it, you know, bring you to think about God? Yes, it's possible, right? Someone might be posting something about God mm -hmm. has done. But as a whole, it's not really the place where we're finding, you know, life-giving conversations. Um yeah, so the Bible, what it says, really, Romans chapter 1, verse uh, 11 and 12 says, I long to see you so that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to make you strong. That is, that you and I may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith. So Paul is talking about, you know, wanting to go and, and be with someone so that they could encourage one another in their faith. That, that's getting together for a Bible study. That's, you know, gathering together at church. It, it's spending time with someone where you're able to encourage uh, each other's faith as opposed to just having the conversation uh, through social media. And it's so much harder to do that. Like, I get it. It's way easier to, you know, send someone a message or to, you know, jump on Discord and, and chat for, you know, an hour or two while you play Minecraft together. Like, I get that that is way easier than, you know, going out for coffee or, you know, making time to actually meet up in real life and spend time with another human being like yeah. that takes a lot of effort in today's busy world but it is so worth it like i think even of the times i spend with with people who I, I would consider good friends at my church and the the amount of you know 
time we spend texting back and forth and that's great. But when we actually get, you know, to spend a few hours together one evening, like playing board games, or we make time throughout the week on our lunch break to, to meet up for coffee. And it, it just is way more than I get out of a hundred messages back and forth or, or, you know, three months worth Mm -hmm. of, of just casual hangouts online is nothing compared to what, you get from just one evening or one afternoon hanging out together in person. It, it just doesn't, it's apples to oranges. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And I think that's kind of what we're getting at. Like not, it's not that social media just of its nature is bad. It, it's really just a vehicle or a tool and it. There are some things you can do that will help it be more wholesome and be more beneficial to your walk with God. But at the end of the day, there's a lot of things that, help us build a relationship with God and help us connect to other believers and help us have a strong, uh, you know, foundation for our faith that we, they just can't be replaced by social media and what social media uh, is offering us. And so we should never kind of assume that it's filling those things, but we should continue to pursue, you know, just reading the Bible or spending time in prayer or, you know, getting together with someone to talk about our lives. Like these are things that aren't replaced by, you know, seeing a a nice positive post about Jesus on social media. Not that that is bad. It just doesn't replace these other things. And so uh, we kind of want to end with just three really quick takeaways. We don't really have to say too much about them, but just three things that if you're hearing all of this about, you know, the talk about social media, which I'm sure you're tired of hearing about social media. And here we are talking about social media, but uh, (laughs) it's so important and it's so much a part of our lives that I think it, it is important to think critically about it and to put it in perspective with what you know scripture teaches us about the life that God wants us to live and the things that are important to our our spiritual walk. And so here's three quick takeaways for your use of social media. Three things that you can actually kind of apply in your life right now. So the first one is set boundaries and limit your time on social media. Set boundaries and limit your time on social media. We talked about a lot of good things that you can do, spending time with people, you know, going to church, reading the Bible, prayer. Those things take time (laughs) and social media takes time. And so we should never say, well, I don't have time to pray or I don't have time to read my Bible. And then you look at your screen time and look at how much time you spend on social media. It's really important to set boundaries on that. How much time do you actually think is acceptable? Like what is social media bringing into your life? How is it making you feel? Is it building you up? Is it strengthening your faith? Is it helping you feel more content? Is it causing you to to be a force for good in the world? And if not, how much time are you willing to spend on that? This, This thing that is not progressing you in your walk with God. And so it's really important to set boundaries, limit your time on it. Um, whatever that might be for you, but just begin to control it rather than letting it control your life. 100%. The next thing on the list that we had here was to be intentional about what you consume on social media. And I think if we look back at some of the questions that we were asking, like we're, we're asking, does this help me build meaningful relationships? Does this help me be real and authentic? Does this make me more compassionate toward others or does it strengthen my faith does it help me put god first these are things we want to do like like i want to build meaningful relationships with people i want to strengthen my faith i want to be real i want to be authentic so one of the ways that we can you know interact with social media in a way that that is positive is by keeping those things in focus and shaping our use of social media to contribute positively to those things. So beyond just setting boundaries on our time, then thinking about if I'm going to spend, you know, 15 minutes a day or 20 minutes a day uh, on social media, then I want that to actually matter or, you know, that that already might be like a huge drop from <laughs> statistically what I've heard, <laughs> you know, what I see out there. I really there's some young uh, person out there. They're like 15 minutes. They're like, I got to get from five hours to 15 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Us old guys, man. It's uh, we're really showing our colors here. Uh, anyways, we are so when you when you you know, cut back and you create that boundary around your time, then the next step is, well, what am I actually doing when I'm on there and not just mindlessly scrolling, but 
okay, I want to build meaningful relationships. So I'm going to, you know, catch up on what's going on in the lives of, of the people that are closest to me that really, you know, I want to know what's up in, in my friends from school's lives. I want to know what's up in my cousins and my extended family, like what what's going on in their world so that when I see them next, I, I just, I'm, I feel that much more connected to where they're at and what's going on. And I can have more yeah. um, substantial conversations with them and maybe sending a few messages to people that you're, you're trying to build a closer relationship with, or that you want to stay connected to, like, just be intentional about that. And then beyond that, if you're kind of engaging with it in, in more of an entertaining way, being really cautious about who you're allowing to have a voice in your life and to influence you and to entertain mm -hmm. you and making sure that what you're finding entertaining is not ungodly. It's not, it's not sinful. It's not something that God would despise of, or that, you know, if, if uh, the classic illustration of the youth pastor, this is the youth room after all, if your youth pastor was standing beside <laughs> you, you know, as you scrolled on social media, would you feel uncomfortable? And, and maybe there's some things that need to change there if that's the case. Right. And yeah. really using it as a tool to strengthen your faith and following some, some other apostolic voices that can speak into your life and that can really be an encouragement to you while you spend that bit of time that you've you know set aside for social media in a more purposeful way. Yeah, it's really, I mean, it's so important for you to be conscious of what you're consuming. I, I was trying to remember just while you were, while you were talking where I had heard this or seen this, but it was talking about the YouTube uh, algorithm that if you just kind of progressively like pick through videos that it recommends and just kind of watch through those, that it gets progressively, um, like more disturbing and more shocking in a way that kind of the, it might start a little bit more tame, but then over time, um, you know, it goes from kind of, uh, you know, just those headlines that you click on and whatever to things that are actually more like shocking and disturbing, um, simply be like, and that's just the trajectory that is taking you on. If you just kind of willingly follow an algorithm of, of what we are kind of biologically like, um, you know, interested or, or what's going to attack, you know, our flesh and, and cause our flesh to be, um, you know, excited or interested or curious or all those kinds of things. It, it really does not um, move us towards God, but it moves us away from God. And so it's really uh, important that you are aware of, you know, these, you know, these uh, reels are really funny and you just kind of go from one to another to another. And then it re you realize like at a certain point you're you're watching things and consuming things and listening to things that you would never have just done on your own. Um, like accounts yeah. that you wouldn't follow, but here you are watching their videos just because they popped up, um, you know, in your feed. And so, yeah, be very intentional about what you consume on social media. And then lastly, um, social media is a tool and, and we are called to reach the world. You're, you're called to reach your friends. Your friends use social media. They are on social media. And so uh, one of the things we can do with social media is we can start to use, use it purposefully, using it as a tool to share your faith with your friends when your youth group, you know, shares a post or there's a post about, uh, you know, NAYC or, you know, just a recap from your Sunday service, whatever it is, use that as a platform to share that and to tell people like, look inside my church and look at what God is doing and look at how excited people are or, you know, share your story, share your testimony, reach out to people and just, you know, build a, an online presence that says, you know, I'm a Christian. I, I'm somebody who loves God. You know, God is changing my life. And, and I want you to have the same opportunity, not shying away from that, but using it as a way to put that good of what God is doing in your life out there in the hopes that you will, you will reach somebody. Paul said, you know, I become all things uh, to all people that I might reach some. He was saying, you know, wherever I have to find common ground, I'll do it. So if people are on social media, we should be reaching out on social media. Uh, and so, you know, not to say that you can't post about your own life, but, you know, just think about that. It's, it, it's an opportunity to share a link to something or to share an, uh, an event with somebody on social media where they already are. And so we can really, we can use it to, to reach lost souls, which I think is incredible. Absolutely. I think at the end of the day, you're saying social media is a tool and I couldn't agree more. You have to see it that way. Right. And if, if you do, if you approach it that way and you understand that it's a tool and you treat it just like any other tool, then you're asking yourself, how can I use this to meet my goals or to, to serve my purpose? And if you know what those things are, if you have clarity on, you know, where God's called you and, and what his purpose is for your life and you're 
you're setting goals to to get you there um, and, and you're praying and you're fasting and you're working in that direction, then social media is just another tool in your tool belt. And I've heard testimony after testimony in our district of Ontario, Canada, where young people have used it to you know, grow P7 clubs in their school and to, to teach Bible studies and connect with classmates from previous years that have moved on to other schools. Or, you know, one, uh, one student was away on like a sports scholarship and saw posts of what was going on in a P7 club from his old school and reached out and, you know, got the Holy Ghost over a Zoom call. Like those sorts of things are possible when we, we flip this thing on its head. We understand social media is where a lot of our peers are at and we, think about it purposefully we use it purposefully purposefully for the kingdom and i think that's so powerful such a tremendous opportunity it, it really is and i want to encourage you if you're listening to this and if this has been impactful for you and it, it's helped you kind of think about how you use social media and you think it could benefit somebody else i just want to take a moment and you know we're trying to grow this we're trying to reach as many young people as we can with uh, the gospel and, and what God wants for their lives and how they can be strong Christians and grow their churches and, and really just, you know, thrive in this world spiritually. And so uh, if this has blessed you, if it's kind of been something that's, you know, sparked a question in your mind or prompted something in your heart, I encourage you to share it with somebody. As we wrap up this episode, I just want you to think about social media the way you think about everything else. We are to worship God. We're created to worship God and to live for God. That means that He comes first before everything else. And just as we surrender our choices about everything else, we surrender our choice about how we spend our money. We surrender our choice about you know who we're going to be in a relationship with. We surrender our choice about how we're going to live our day-to-day -day lives. Our use of social media is one of those things that we can't keep separate from God, but we have to bring it to God and say, God, I'm surrendering this to you and begin to think critically and prayerfully you know look through your screen time and look through how you're using social media look at the accounts that you follow and the the pages that you like and the videos that you watch and and bring that before god and say god you know show me where there can be changes god show me where there's opportunities for me to to shift this on its head and allow it to be something that brings more of you into my life and allows me to bring you to the people that need you and i believe that if we will all do that if we'll really think about how god uh, can help us interact with this platform that we can really use it like you said jordan we can use it for good we can use it to reach people and we can see a great revival come as we begin to use this tool to reach out to the world around us so bring that to jesus allow jesus to take it and use it for his glory we thank you so much for listening to this episode of the youth room